Podcasting from the 49th state of Alaska, where everyone rides polar bears to school and live in igloos. This is F Your Opinion, the best podcast for the latest updates in the MLB, NFL, and NBA. Here's your sports-loving host, Marvin McCall. What up, what up? Thank you for listening to F Your Opinion. I'm your sports-loving host, Marvin McCall. So before we get into all the sports stuff, I just want to apologize for the two-week delay. So I, obviously I live in Alaska, and I work at a remote mine site. It's called the Red Dog Mine, and I'm there for two weeks, and I'm home for a week, and so that's why there was a two-week delay. And even if I tried to upload episodes there, it would have taken the entire two weeks to upload, because that's how bad the internet is there. So once again, I apologize and that honestly it will happen pretty often right now at least over the summer but but I am committed to this and I love sports and I know you guys do too so let's get started so everybody knows that Kawhi Leonard got traded to the Raptors is anyone really surprised that Kawhi got traded to somewhere that wasn't the Lakers or anywhere in the West, they were demanding way too much from the Lakers. The Spurs were. Or any team. Or every other team. What was it? Josh Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, and three picks? They were probably asking for way too much from every team calling about Kawhi. And when they realized that no one was going to bite at their ridiculously high price, they finally decided they'd just take another all-star in return. I mean, to ask that much for Kawhi is just absurd. We all know how great Kawhi is. Most likely the best two-way player in the NBA right now. Actually, in my opinion, he is absolutely the best two-way player in the game. A lot of people are questioning his ability to play right now since his injury and if he'll be the same player after only playing nine games last season. I think so. I think that we're going to see the same old Kawhi, an absolute monster on the court. I also think that the Raptors now will be the second best team in the East right behind the Celtics. I'm sorry, Sixers, but the process is done and over with, so get away from that nickname. You guys made the playoffs already. I'm going to make a bold prediction here, but I think the Wizards will finish third and then the Sixers in fourth. With the Raptors adding Kawhi, they definitely improved defensively on the perimeter. It was something that they really needed too. OG Ananobi was their best perimeter defender and an improving young talent. Now, now the Raptors have Kawhi and OG guarding the opponent's primary and secondary scorer and Kawhi and OG Ananobi they're not even the only defenders on that Raptors team there's still Serge Ibaka and Pascal Siakam and I know that Ibaka and Siakam they're not big names by any means but they're great defenders and that's pretty scary or at least it should be for a lot of teams now what the Spurs get in DeMar DeRozan is an all-star from the East. Look, DeMar is a great scorer, that's for sure. 
it's kind of hard to imagine him being an all-star in the West. Not because I think his play is going to decline, because it won't. He's still, he'll still be the same lights-out scorer. The West is just too stacked for him to be an all-star. Think about it. James Harden, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard. That's damn near the whole West squad. Also, DeMar's defensive numbers weren't that great last season, but I can see him improve his defensive ability in Coach Pop's successful system. See, Coach Pop knows how to run an entire team successfully, that's for sure. But what I think is that he knows how to bring out strength in his best players. He lets them play comfortable out on the court. Just watch DeJounte Murray play. Kawhi Leonard when he was with the Spurs. Pau Gasol and LaMarcus Aldridge. Now I know LaMarcus wanted out a couple seasons ago, but after Popovich realized that he needed to let Aldridge play loose and his own style, and then everything clicked. See, Coach Popovich doesn't need to learn any more about basketball. But after an all-star wanted out, you'd think that was definitely a learning curve about his players or even a slap to the face. So many people are doubting DeMar, but I'm not one of those people. You know, might be surprising to say. And he's not the two-way player Kawhi is, but I guarantee he's going to surprise a lot of people this season. Now, Carmelo Anthony got traded to the Hawks. Sorry, I almost said the Rockets. But he will sign with the Rockets, that's for sure. Look, Carmelo will always be a scorer. He won't average nearly as many points as we're accustomed to seeing, especially being the third option on a team with James Harden and Chris Paul. I mean, I know last season was one of the only seasons where he didn't average more than 20 20 points. What was it? What did he average, like 16 points or something like that? But I just can't see him averaging 20 points even on this Rockets team. I'm I'm kind of neutral on the signing, though. Maybe because I honestly don't know what to think. He can definitely help this team with his scoring, but not so much on the defensive side of the ball. I also think that this signing can absolutely blow up on the Rockets. That's for damn sure. Carmelo Anthony still thinks of himself as a superstar, which he isn't, and at some point he needs to accept that. At first, I thought he wanted to play alongside Chris Paul, but it seems like this was the perfect opportunity to actually keep his spot in a starting five, because who who's going to start over him? P.J. Tucker? No. I guarantee if he would have went to any other contender, he would have he, he wouldn't be starting at all. He's more of an important role player now on a star-studded team. Now, what if they decide to bench him? Then what? What do you think will happen? He couldn't even handle insanity in New York. I know he won't be happy at all. Or he'll finally realize that he isn't a superstar anymore. I just, 
you know, like I said, I'm neutral on the signing. I just hope he helps the Rockets like he really wants to this season. But I just don't see the Rockets getting any better, even with Carmelo Anthony. So now we are going to take a little break from the NBA and we're going to switch over to the NFL because it's pretty big news about Todd Gurley. And I have a little bit on Le'Veon Bell in that same segment as well. And then we're going to go back to the NBA because there's more news I'd like to talk about in the NBA. So with Todd Gurley, I'm sure a lot of you know that it was recently reported that he just signed a four-year, $60 million contract with a whopping $45 million guaranteed. No question Todd Gurley deserves this money. He was such an important piece to the Rams' offense last season, and I can see him continuing the same role next season with such a young, smart coach. Coach Sean McVay is a ridiculously smart coach. The way he is able to utilize each and every player is absolutely phenomenal. See, Jeff Fisher, he could not get anything going with the Rams. Nothing. Just look how much Jared Goff improved. Todd Gurley just set the tone on star running back contracts. Now Le'Veon Bell, he's going to want more guaranteed money, if not something similar to what Gurley has. I don't know insider details, but from what I understand or what I think happened before the failed contract contract talks was that Bell was negotiating something similar long before Gurley signed the extension. It was what, like a $70 million contract with a $10 million signing bonus? Guess how much of that is guaranteed? $10 million. Yep just the signing bonus. So it's understandable why Bell is frustrated right now. Both Bell and Gurley are very, very talented running backs. But it's understandable why it's so hard to guarantee such an enormous amount of money to a player that has a very high chance of getting injured. These small yet powerful and quick guys are plowing through 300-pound linemen just about 20 times a game, as well as getting around four to five catches, dodging linebackers too. So congrats, Todd Gurley, on your extension. And honestly, Le'Veon, I hope you get what you want soon because you deserve that big hefty contract with a huge amount of guaranteed money. I can see Le'Veon Bell walking away from the Steelers if they don't guarantee him the money he wants, if they don't slap another franchise tag on him. So Le'Veon Bell and the the Pittsburgh Steelers have a, a sticky situation, but apparently so do John Gruden and Khalil Mack. And apparently it was reported that Coach John Gruden hasn't he hasn't spoken to Khalil Mack. When I first read the headline, I found it very I found it very hard to believe. Like why wouldn't a head coach contact his best player after he just signed a deal to coach him? It sounded absolutely ridiculous to me. The Raiders and Gruden do not want to start out the season with a bad relationship with the best player on the team. It seemed like to me 
that the reporters were just trying to stir the pot and get people to read their articles. Hey, what do you know? I was right about that. I saw an interview this morning and the players absolutely love Coach Gruden already. Gruden even said himself that of course he talked to Khalil. I mean, here, I'll even let you, I'll even have you guys listen to what Coach Gruden had to say about the rumors. <laughs> consider your, consider what's drama. I mean, I don't, I've talked to Khalil. You know, I, I, those guys don't, aren't all, always 100% accurate. I talked to Mac when I got the job. I just haven't had a lot of talk with him lately. <laughs> Not much to talk about right now. Sorry. And there it is, everybody. John Gruden saying that the reporters aren't 100% accurate. And there are headlines like this one that are definitely head scratchers. And I found it very hard to believe that Coach John Gruden didn't contact his best player when he's going to be coaching the Oakland Raiders. It just didn't make any sense to me. Now, it was reported, or actually, I saw a video of DeMar DeRozan saying his relationship with the Raptors' general manager is done and over with. Look, DeMar DeRozan has every reason to be mad at the GM right now. Hell, he should be mad at the entire Raptors front office. So he he had a discussion with the general manager, and the GM told him he will not be traded. Guess what happened? He ended up getting traded. I'd be pissed off too. Think of it this way. You're working for a company, and this might be a weak example, but hear me out. So you're working for a company, and they're downsizing. You're close with the supervisor, so you go up to your boss and you ask if you'll be staying with the current company in the same city or if you'll be transferred. Your boss says, I promise you, you will not be transferred to the company on the West Coast. Then, about a week later, you find out you got transferred. You'd be pissed off too. And don't give me that, oh, but they make millions. So they should be happy. Fans expect professional athletes, or the stars at least, to be loyal to the team they were drafted to. To be honest, I was one of those fans. I'm a Kobe fan, and I loved the Lakers, and I hoped he, he'd he never leave, which, which he didn't. I was frustrated at the fact that LeBron left for Miami to join D-Wade, and then Bosh followed after. I was angry when Durant joined the Warriors. See, I listen to The Herd daily. I love the podcast, but I don't agree with everything he says. One thing I do agree with is athlete mo- mobility. At least now I do, especially after DeRozan got traded. You can't expect a star athlete to be loyal to an organization, but the organization not be loyal to them. It just doesn't make any sense. When an athlete switches teams, he's considered a snake. But when an organization trades a star player, when they said he wasn't going to get traded, is considered a business decision. I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I hope more and more star athletes decide to join another team in free agency if they aren't happy with the current situation they're in. Just because they make millions and millions of dollars does not mean that they have to do what we want them to do. They need to they 
need to do what they want to do in order for them to be happy with the current situation that they're in or a future situation. They need to be able to do what's best for them. And I don't blame DeMar DeRozan for being mad. So, Jason Tatum works out with Kobe. I don't understand why a handful of people are mad with Kobe about this. Or a lot of Lakers fans are. I'm a Lakers fan, and I don't have a problem with this at all. Let me remind everyone, Kobe is retired. Let the man help these young players get better. It's not like he's telling a bunch of of the Lakers plays to these kids. Kobe has a great basketball mind, and all these young budding stars want to learn from one of the greats. So don't be surprised if more and more second-year players ask for advice this season, even if they come from rival teams. Let these kids learn as much as they can while they're in the league from great NBA players. It just annoys me how mad people get at the smallest things. Like, when I found out DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Warriors, (laughs) I was pissed off. A lot of people still are, and I can imagine a lot of players still are as well. The Warriors now have five All-Stars on one team, all from the West. I listened to The Herd with Colin Cowherd, and he made a lot of sense. The Cousins signing really isn't a big deal. He's, okay, don't get me wrong, he's a talent, he's a very, very talented big man. Coming off an injury that is hard to come it, it's hard to come back from especially being a center he tore his Achilles tendon when he was with the Pelicans and will most likely take his sweet time coming back which is understandable so the Warriors they're gonna be without DeMarcus Cousins for how long now in my opinion four months maybe five max even after rehabbing and getting ready he's gonna have to come off the bench There's no way he's starting as soon as he gets back. Here's the thing that really stood out to me when I was listening to The Herd. Colin is thinking that the Warriors could be in desperation mode. Meaning, the front office knows that this overwhelmingly good Warriors squad most likely won't be together in 2019 when Clay and Durant are free agents. I honestly won't be surprised if both players left for lucrative deals. I can see Durant going back to Oklahoma, as surprising as that may sound. Maybe even going up the road to L.A. to play alongside LeBron. Or signing with his hometown team, the Wizards. With Clay, it's kind of harder to tell. It's kind of harder to predict. I, I can definitely see him re-signing with the Warriors in 2019. But I can also see Magic Johnson luring him away to play with the Lakers. I also see Philly as a legit option since J.J. Redick is on another one-year deal. Just know that Curry will be the last man standing from this dynasty that all of us were fortunate enough to witness. Now you might be thinking, well, you forgot Draymond. I didn't forget. I didn't forget about Draymond because he isn't a free agent until 2020. And yes, I do think he'll move on from the Warriors. Most likely joining the Pistons, but that's just my opinion. And like I said before, Stephen Curry will be the only one there. He'll be the last man standing as a warrior.
Now, you want to know what I read the other day? So, every, just about every day, I go through a whole bunch of different sports articles and just, I, like, I'm always reading about sports. And one thing that I came across was Lou Williams said the Clippers are the better L.A. team <laughs> until the Lakers prove it. That's kind of, I mean, come on. Really? Really? Uh, I mean, okay. Last year, the Lakers' record was 35 and 47, and the Clippers' record was 42 and 40. So it's understandable why he said that. Now, the roster. Okay, here's the Clippers' roster. Or part of it, at least. Pat Beverly, Avery Bradley, Gallinari, Gortat, Tobias Harris, Wesley Johnson, and we can't forget about Bobin. <laughs> I mean, why? Why forget about Bobin? I have to mention him on here. Luke Mbamute and Lou Williams. Here's the Lakers roster. Lonzo Ball, Caldwell Pope, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, Mo Wagner, Josh Hart. And that's just part of the roster. Now you tell me which roster is better right now. Please enlighten me. Because you are a little bit ridiculous if you think the Clippers are the better team. And I get why Lou Williams said that. He's on the Clippers and he basically is the Clippers. I can I can see the Clippers finishing with at least an 8 or a 7 seed with the Lakers light years ahead of them with the number 2 seed and the Warriors in front of the Lakers. But I I can't see why they're the better why the Clippers are the better team and they won't be for a long time. They were the better team when Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan were on the Clippers, and the Lakers were just beginning their rebuild. But right now, I I just don't see it. They're, the Clippers are not the better team. They don't have a superstar, first of all. They don't have LeBron James. And LeBron James makes every single team better. Think about that Cavs roster. When he first got into the league, it was hot garbage. It was so bad, he took that team to the finals. Now, he's going to play with the Lakers. And this roster is so much better than his previous Cavs rosters. So much better. Not, You know, like I said, it's understandable why Lou Williams said it. And... I have a lot of respect for Lou Williams, but I the Clippers are not the better team. I just got to say it again. I'm sorry. They're just the Lakers are light years ahead of them and it's going to be that way for a long time. So we're going to move on to the MLB now and then we're going to close out the show, but first I just wanted to update you guys on Marcus Smart, and he just signed a new deal with the Celtics, and good for him and them. I don't want to get too much into it right now, but they they needed him. They needed a solid perimeter defender, and that's what they got in him, a 3-and-D guy. 
I mean, not so much of a good three-point shooter, but a solid perimeter defender. And, I mean, even if they didn't re-sign him, they still would have been the best team in the East. And no question about it. So, Cole Hamels heads to Chicago. I, I didn't see this coming, to be honest with you. I honestly thought that Hamels would be in Seattle, Boston, or New York as a Yankee. All three of those teams needed started pitching help. But the Cubs, they snatched him away before anyone else did. Good for them. They needed pitching, too, just like the other three teams did, like I said before. Now, I know on paper he wasn't that great with a 4.72 ERA, 5 wins, 9 losses, and a 1.373 whip. But he does have 114 strikeouts. To go from a last-place team to a first-place team is probably a huge relief for him. How stressed and unmotivated do you think he was to pitch for a last-place team? Okay, so maybe unmotivated is probably the wrong word to use, but according to ESPN.com, Hamill said you get a little bit of revitalized energy. He was probably exhausted trying to pitch his absolute best for one of the worst teams in baseball, and now he gets to go on and pitch for one of the best. So, J.A. Happ, he's a Yankee now. And Happ getting traded to the Yankees was, it was honestly, it was predictable. The Yankees needed him, and he needed the Yankees. Happ is having a heck of a year. Okay, so his, his 4.18 ERA wasn't that great in Toronto. But, you know, it isn't that bad either. He has a 1.175 whip with 130 strikeouts and a 10 and 6 record with an all-star appearance. The Yankees are a scary good team right now. But I honestly I still think the Red Sox are a lot better even with the addition of Hap taking a starting spot in the Yankees rotation. But I guess we still have yet to see what he does in a Yankee uniform. So that is all we have for today guys. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to F your opinion. Once again, I am your sports-loving host, Marvin McCall. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at MMCCALL24, at MMCall24. And I also have a podcast page. It is opinion underscore F. That's at opinion underscore F. Be sure to follow both, and I'll see you guys next time.